White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence Ecknewall23 on Twitter. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox at Gmail. I'm oh, sorry. Our show is at Locked On Socks. Oh, here we go. Jesus Christ, Herb. Folks, put your seatbelts on. This could be a bumpy ride. Already. I want to go to bed already. (laughs) (laughs) At Locked On Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We've reached 400 (laughs) viewers now, subscribers right now. Subscribers, yeah. We're like at 401, yeah. Oh, shit. We're gone. Oh, I forgot. I can't swear anymore. We're (laughs) techno and such. Whatever. Um, Locked On Socks at gmail.com is the way you can email us. 312-566-872. Two seven is the way you can send us a voicemail. Without any further ado, it's Chris Tannehill. Chris, hello. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine, but I think uh, my buddy Bill Walton is even better. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. White Sox winners yesterday evening by a score of 8-3 to three over the Cardinals. They take two games, uh, game two of the series, looking for the sweep later on this afternoon against St. Louis. We are brought to you today by our friends at... Locked on MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked on MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked on MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Herb, White Sox winners last night. They improved their record to 28-19, and 19, trying to get back to that 10-game over uh, mark today uh, at 1 o'clock to afternoon game. And this game had a little bit of everything for you, Herb. We had records broken. We had errors committed, misplays, homers launched, uh, some great defense uh, from the guys in the black jerseys. And uh, there was even Uncle Junior references, uh, Sopranos references by Jason Benetti. It truly had it all. But, Herb, where should we start tonight? What sticks out to you when when we talk about this game? Uh, It was just a a weird one to start, and then things kind of stabilized and the bats came alive. Where, Where should we begin tonight? Like we always start with what is the most important thing. Is the pitching Joe West? Staff. Oh, wow. sorry. No. Okay. Yes, the pitching staff. <laughs> what Lucas Giolito did today. Um, it's another start. I don't think he had premium stuff, but he battled through. He was part of some of that weird wackiness where Yohan Mankata. It just seems like, as Jason and Steve said on the broadcast, when Yohan has time to throw, it's dangerous. But if it's reactionary, Yohan's the man you want. Like if it's bang bang. Get you on out there and that throw he threw to uh, Jose Abreu almost opened up a big time inning. But Lucas Giolito came through no walks, five strikeouts in his six innings of work and pretty much shut down the Cardinals offense, gave up two runs, only one of those being earned and was benefited by some pretty solid defense. Otherwise, um, I think Lucas is 
up to the task. I think that his mental focus for this game, while he thought it was a big deal and probably after the game will take a nice sigh of relief and say, I got it and go and give him and Jack a beer out somewhere and get a, a conference call with uh, Max Fried. I think during the game in between the white lines, he was 100% focused on the other side, Jack Flaherty got no help. From oh, his my goodness. Defense. I've never like we've been to and seen some terrible White Sox defense. I don't know what I would have done. Like I would have turned the TV off after the second inning. If, I was, <laughs> if that was the White Sox. I, and then for a, a tradition and baseball rich city like St. Louis and the Cardinal fans, I cannot imagine what they were saying to their TVs. Yeah, it was one of those nights, man, because we know they're undermanned in the outfield and there was an unfortunate play made out there in right field that, that certainly helped. And Lucas Gilito getting spotted five runs early uh, after the second inning, uh, that seemed to have uh, helped him a little bit, um, although I don't think there was anything that was going to deter him uh, this evening from winning this matchup. But yeah, man, even Nolan Arenado built, uh, booting that ball at third base Mm-hmm. Just the stuff, the stuff you don't see almost ever, especially from Arenado. It's just sometimes you have one of those nights and you're just not supposed to win. And no matter what you do, you just can't get out of your own way. And that certainly was one of those nights for the Cardinals last night. And, hey, Sox are not often on the receiving end of those gifts. So we will certainly take it. Uh, wasn't the prettiest, but 8-3 uh, to three winners the White Sox are. And Giolito... Goes uh, six innings, giving up just the one run. Back to back starts now. ERA starting to stabilize a bit at 404. And uh, out of the bullpen, he gets some help from Cody Hoyer. He goes one inning. Uh, Evan Marshall uh, looked decent uh, with a clean inning there. Well, not clean. He gave up the one hit, but he gave uh, came out of there without any super hard hit contact and gave you know no runs given up there. And then you get a little tricky there. They had to use Garrett Crochet. And Liam Hendricks to finish it off in the ninth. Crochet, uh, victim of a, of, of a real questionable call by the man of the hour, Joe West. And we'll get to him in the next segment. Uh, but I, it's funny, Ethan Katz was on the score yesterday. And he was talking about just, you know, bullpen usage and all his, uh, his, his tools that he has at his disposal down there in the Sox pen. And he used the word protect when he talked about Garrett Crochet. Like, you know, they talked about... Kopech and Crochet as two guys who they're really trying to protect as far as the wear and tear on their arms this year. And, I, you know, first you hear the word protect and Garrett Crochet, and, you you, you know, the, the alarm bells go off. But then you think about, all right, he, he barely started any games in college in 2020, and then all of a sudden he's drafted, and then he's not doing any real baseball activity because of the pandemic, and the season doesn't get going till July. He doesn't come up until August, I believe, and all of a sudden he's thrust into – a pennant race in a major league bullpen. So that's got that's a really weird year for a young kid's arm. And you saw what happened with him having that discomfort in the uh, wild card series there in that in that winner take all game in Oakland. So Garrett Crochet, you're not going to see him a ton. Um, you know he, he didn't look horrible tonight, but uh, ultimately he ended up loading the bases, and Liam Hendricks had to come on in for his tenth save, and uh, he, he looked pretty filthy out there in that ninth inning. Uh, wasn't able to put away Tommy Edmond right away uh, with the fastball, but uh, he broke him off a real nice uh, for the final pitch of the game, and we'll see if that has any uh, ill effects on the game later today. Hopefully, we'll we'll get to find out because that'll mean the the Sox are uh, winning uh, after eight innings. So yeah, man, just uh, it, it took way too many guys I think out of that bullpen to finish this one off but you know that happens sometimes and things even out I think in the long run you had Kopech 
yesterday uh, along with Lance Lynn. You only needed two guys, and now you need uh, five guys. Uh, no burgers and uh, peanuts on the side, but you needed five guys to finish what, this one out last night. And uh, you certainly take it, but you get to the offensive side, and uh, a lot more encouraging things here when you when you look at the offensive performance. Sure, the Sox were aided by the, the the gift runs early on in the ball game, but you look up and down the box score here. Uh, contributors last night, Nick Madrigal with uh, three hits. So you get Leary Garcia pitches in, Zach Collins gets a hit, Andrew Vaughn gets a hit, uh, Adam Eaton gets a hit with his new mustache. What do you think of Adam Eaton's new mustache, Herb? Terrible. I agreed. Um, Just horrible. Yeah. Just go babyface or get a full beard. Yeah. Mustaches are weird. Yeah. Um, but if anyone could pull it off, I think it's him. He definitely has that old 80s baseball player vibe about him. Uh, but Adam Eaton himself, uh, he, he had a hit. And Moncada with two hits, along with Jose Abreu, two hits, including uh, the huge bomb uh, in that game as well, four runs driven in for Abreu. It seems like he's starting to turn the corner a little bit following that Yankee series. And it was good to see uh, an effort like this, good for eight runs, and the Sox bang out 11 hits. It was good to see a balanced attack throughout the lineup. And uh, Yohan Moncada, man, he looks really good. He's playing probably the best ball that we've ever seen Yohan Moncada play, both offensively and defensively. I know we talked about some of the issues there, but in terms of quick reactionary plays, which is what most of the plays down there at third are, I feel like anyway, those plays, he's got it sewn up, and he's playing a really good brand of baseball right now, and he's looking like uh, the best player on the team right now. Indeed, and you saw in the last at-bat that he had a fastball. It's probably 97, low-headed knees. Drove that to right center. I was like, all right, this man's locked in, and he's having a good time at the plate. Early in the season, I know we were both concerned about his strikeouts, and that seems like such a long time ago because the player that's showing up to the ballpark now is a consistent guy and probably one of the best players in the league. I think the White Sox total are probably third overall in a war from third base position, and Yohan Mankata is doing that with the bat and with the glove. There's no one I want more out there when a quick reactionary play happens at third base. Maybe that's his mindset has to change when he does get a ball that you can take some time and uh, relax a little bit. He just needs to like, all right, let me force this over there quick so I can get the play done and get out of my own head. But Yohan Mankata is killing. Uh, it was very surprising the White Sox got this type of offensive explosion. And I understand they were aided by the St. Louis Cardinals, but Tim Anderson didn't get any hits, even though he scored a run because of an error. He reached an error by Sosa. And then um, Jeremy Mercedes did not get anything done today uh, with the bets. So it was very surprising that an eight-run explosion gets with those two guys not really doing anything. But our MVP is always coming through. Jose Abreu, rocket shot down third baseline. So it's good to see he's hitting, Mancada's hitting, while Anderson is coming out of whatever slump he was in. Eaton's been bad, but he had a good game today. And the maturation of Andrew Vaughn continues. He's great in left field, and he went one for three today, too. So it was all-around good game. I, as we were talking about last night's episode, did not think they would do this versus Jack Flaherty. Even though Flaherty didn't really give up all these runs, the White Sox looked really good against him today. Yeah, they were patient. They had they had a good approach, and I think they were selective when it came time to do so. But yeah, he didn't have his plus plus stuff. But guy guy was due to have a, a an off night, eight and zero coming into the game, and we predicted it uh, last night for sure that this uh, he was going to get his first loss of the year. And you know, it, it was just it was good to see them come out against a good pitcher. It seemed like you know there was a lot of energy around this game. 
last night, you know, with the, the whole Jack Flaherty versus Giolito thing and the Joe West thing and the Ethan Katz angle too. Like, you know, you know, lot there was a, a you know, just this 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 aura around this game last night where it was lots of lots of positive energy and, and lots of attention uh, f- from the national baseball perspective on this game because of all the storylines and the White Sox showed up and you know, that definitely helps when you can get on the board early against a good pitcher uh, like Jack Flaherty. So I think that was really good to see and really encouraging and hopefully something they can take into today's afternoon game um but yeah man uh, uh, another quick thing uh, you talk about the offense and encouraging signs uh did you happen to take a look at jimmy cordero's instagram story today i know you did her because i showed it to you in the control room but for those who didn't see it you know i don't know what this means i'm not a doctor uh i don't play one on a podcast uh so jimmy cordero on instagram had a, a brief video of what appeared to be the training room in Arizona or wherever these these cats were working out. Uh, it's the, Arizona, yeah. Yeah, so that you know Jimmy Cordero's rehabbing from the, uh, the the Tommy John, and he snapped a quick video of Eloy Jimenez who's walking around the trainer's room with a bat in his hand, all smiles. And you know, if you just saw this video in any other time or place, you'd be like, oh, that's just Eloy having fun, you know, hanging out. But he, you know. No sling. I don't know what goes into the torn pec surgery. I would assume there's a, a sling to keep it, keep your arm in place so you don't re-aggravate it. I don't know. But he was just walking around like nothing was, was wrong. And I'm not saying that Eloy is going to be back anytime soon. But, you know, I, I, it, it appears you haven't heard anything about this. Rick Hahn has not spoken yet. And maybe Rick Hahn hasn't spoken about anything really anything. Since, since opening day or the first, the home opener, I should say. Well, he spoke about Robert and that was it. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that, that was a. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking about when's the last time I saw him in his Teflon suit. That that Luis Robert thing was a was a uh, conference call. So yeah, only spoken twice, uh, three times really since March. The the uh, Eloy injury, home opener stuff, uh, and the Luis Robert injury. So I don't know if that's strategic at all, or if you know he doesn't want to get people too excited but when i saw that video of of Elo jimenez you know the, the walking around with the bat in his hand i don't know what i don't think he was taking hacks or anything but it just seemed like he's a, a caged lion ready to get back at it and dare i say maybe uh, you know we could be looking at a situation where Elo jimenez is back sooner than the the timeline that they originally uh you know laid out for us i certainly hope so man it was just good to see him out there with a smile on his face because the last time we saw him uh, he was taping the, the messages for the Sox games, and he just looked like he was just in a bad place. And I totally get it, man. But that was good to see today. I mean, he's uh, recovered, got back down from heaven after that death. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Rest in peace, Eloy. And it looks great. And they said maybe he's a quick healer. And same thing with Luis Robert. These guys are premium athletes. And By the way, Luis Robert, before we forget, he was uh, he appeared in someone's Instagram story two days ago oh, Jesus. without crutches. Of course. So he's already he's already just walking around getting faded up like he was at a barber shop and like these like, two these two guys man like they're already just like eh, what you know we're over <laughs> here like mourning them and uh, having somber podcasts and you know people are crying and they're dead but they're just living their lives and you know they'll be back but it's encouraging signs on both ends. It always yeah when the people are hurt and they're out of sight out of mind when you see them again it's like oh man oh yeah that guy <laughs> uh, but yeah if Eloy comes back like we were at the beginning of the year it's like. If Eloy comes back, that's a blessing. Don't count on it. But now, I mean, you see the man, if he's out there training with the bat, 
And maybe he's not taking hacks. Maybe he's just showing that for Instagram, getting us hyped up and to talk about it like this. Yeah. He didn't take any swings. He just like, switched hands from one one hand to the other. He sees your meme with that 900 OPS, and he's like, hey, <laughs> remember hey, me? Hi, Mom. Spot. Hi, Mom. Red gloves. Remember me? Thanks, and Cubs. Yeah. He, he sees Andrew Vaughn, too, out there playing in the style of left field. Two home runs in a row and two games uh, on yeah, Sunday man. and Monday. Great play today, yesterday with a throw out of uh, Paul Goldschmidt on a – yeah, to a double. You don't run Andrew Vaughn. Everyone knows this. Yeah, and so he's like, hmm, spot might be uh, out because <laughs> great catch by Adam Ing- Eaton today in right field. Adam Ingles coming back. He had a home run in the, in the minor leagues. He's like, Did where am I going to play at? Did man? He? That's great. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Eloy can, you know, I say you trade Eloy for, for uh, some bullpen help here. <laughs> what, what do you say? <laughs> Just trade him. Uh, for, you know. <laughs> Jose Quintana's available. <laughs> yeah, trade him back. Uh, trade uh, Eloy back to the Cubs for Craig Kimbrell. What do you think about that? Oh, we're just kidding, folks. But uh, I don't want to get anyone excited, but I certainly it was just good to see. And maybe, maybe, maybe it certainly uh, would help if uh, if Rakan came out and uh, and gave a state of the union. Although I don't think he necessarily has to. I think that time passed. I think maybe talking after the Yermin stuff would have helped. Uh, but unless there's a transaction to be made, I don't think you'll hear from him, and th- that's fine by me. As long as the team keeps winning and everyone remains healthy, you know, I think uh, hearing from him. Uh, less often is probably fine, and with the uh, the rocky year that Rickon's already had, being put in these tough spots, talking about these injuries, I could I could see why he wouldn't even want to bother with it. But uh, we're gonna take a quick timeout, and we'll talk about uh, history was made at the ballpark last night on the South Side, and we'll we'll tell you more about it and the man of the hour next here on Locked On White Sox. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by Wealthfront. You know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Weatherfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need to get started is 500 bucks. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings, go to Wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, you guys know, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. A little health and fitness update for you guys and gals. I am down about 16 pounds since February, thanks to Built Bar. You see, I gave up sweets a while back, and I needed something to replace those sweets because I will never get rid of my sweet tooth, I don't imagine. So Built Bars are perfect because they're always covered in 100% chocolate, and they are packed with protein, they're low carb and low sugar, so my mind and my taste buds both think that I'm eating a candy bar, which in essence I am, but it's actually a Built Bar. 
They're not pumped with sugar like those candy bars and other protein bars on the market. And they've got a variety of different flavors. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. As a matter of fact, Herb and I just ordered a couple of boxes for the office just today, as a matter of fact. We ordered 36 in total, 218 packs. I said, Herb, what's your favorite flavor for the office here? And he said, Tanny, give me peanut butter brownie. So I did. And what did I get for myself? One of my favorite flavors, cookies and cream. And you got to go to BuiltBar.com now and sign up for their email and text list. And that way they'll let you know when a new flavor is back in stock. That's how I got my coconut brownie chunk. And that's how you can get birthday cake with sprinkles. No joke. It's a really good flavor, but they run out fast. So you got to go to builtbar.com now. And when you do do what we did today, we used our own promo code today, a promo code locked 15. That's going to get you 15% off your order at builtbar.com. I'm telling you, if you're like me and you've got the sweet tooth, these really help curb those cravings. They're packed with protein. Your average built bar has about 17 grams of protein. So they fill you up without all the sugar. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15. That's Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Last night, Herb, history was made at 35th and Shields. You go to a, a ball game and you just never know what can happen. You never know what you'll see. This is something that was not necessarily on our radar until earlier this week. We found out about it. Uh, but uh, here is what happened last night. Uh, Joe West being celebrated tonight for his 5,376th game. Breaking Bill Clem's record. A major accomplishment. One that most likely nobody's ever going to beat. That's a lot of years standing out on a baseball field and a lot of games behind the plate, which is really difficult to do. I mean, we're talking about if you're, if you, umpired all 162 games which nobody does in a season but you're talking about 35 years worth of 162 and he has just done it for decade after decade a highly regarded if not sometimes controversial also musically inclined umpire controversial and we'll get to that in a second but Joe West breaks the record of games called by an umpire 5,376 games. Uh, just amazing. A quick bio on Joe West. He was in the film The Naked Gun. I believe that was 1989 and one of the greatest scenes in movie history. One of the funniest scenes, no doubt. The, the Enrico Palazzo scene. Joe West is a part of that umpiring crew. I think about that scene literally every time I'm at, I'm at a ball game and I'm overindulging on food you know I'm thinking about uh, you know the we love it song uh, Randy Newman in the background and just eating an entire cake at a ball game uh, it is, is a great scene he's in that movie he won a defamation lawsuit against Paul LaDuca for $500,000 because Paul LaDuca on a podcast Herb you may remember he mm-hmm. uh, accused uh, Joe West of uh, basically uh allowing himself to be bribed by, uh, I believe it was Trevor Hoffman at the time in San Diego, Joe West apparently, I, now this is not me saying that Paul LaDuca had said that Joe West liked driving Trevor Hoffman's classic cars around when in, during this, in the San Diego area whenever he was in town. So in exchange for 
uh, letting him drive around these classic cars, Joe West would give uh, Trevor a little bit of a generous strike zone. Uh, Joe West won that court case for 500k, and Paul Haduka's pockets are considerably lighter after that, uh, you know, little uh, encounter there. Um, Again, don't mess with Joe West, as Hawk once said. And also, t- last night, he flew in the Oak Ridge Boys to sing in the national anthem, and the San Diego Chicken was there as well on the south side. And you're talking about a guy, Joe West, who we have known no other game than the game with Joe West in it. He's always just been a fabric of baseball, love him or hate him. And in that regard, he's universally loved and hated by by players because he is a- always voted I'm one of the top umpires by a select handful of players, and then one of the worst umpires by a select handful of players. Like, there's, he's truly just you know a conundrum uh, wrapped up in enigma in in today's modern game. But uh, there it is, and you you got you guys may remember. Uh, Joe West and the White Sox have some history. I take you back to 2009 on an afternoon day game in in Cleveland. Joe West on the job. Joe, just get over there and umpire, will you? (laughs) He's called a balk again. And now he just throws him out of the ball. Joe West deserves a suspension is what he does. He needs a rest. Well, I'll tell you what. Mark Burley... Burley is one of Joe West just wanted to stick it right up his behind and he did. Um, yeah, that's uh, Mark Burley even flew in last night to get it stuck up his behind for everyone. Um, but, but that was so weird that Hawk Harrelson did a conference call today. You know, you talk about guys who just like you know all the storylines in last night's game, the Joe West, the the Harvard West like stuff, and here's Hawk. He wants to talk about Joe West, who apparently they came became really good friends after Hawk's retirement, and Hawk had been critical about him many times over the years and even gotten fined, but they've become best of friends. And, you know, it is, the, the Joe West thing is just so funny because you're, you're celebrating him uh, being, I don't want to say bad at his job. Some people would say that. I would say just as someone who you associate it with, with negative you know what I mean in interjecting himself in the game but you know by all accounts he seems to be a a pretty uh, loved guy in the game of baseball and it was kind of cool to see him get his flowers quite literally from the San Diego chicken but it was a bit of a gag he didn't actually get the flowers he got the stem it was hilarious Um, but yeah you got you got gravitas there when you got the San Diego chicken coming in but Herb your your thoughts on uh, the 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 Joe West party last night on the south side Congratulations to him. It's an achievement that he probably has been seeking for since he got into the league. I think in 1978 was his first full year. So congratulations. But the reason why Joe West is bringing the goddamn San Diego chicken and (laughs) Oak Ridge boys and all this bullshit is the reason why we always hate Joe West. It's all about him. The show is about him. I mean, can we just be an umpire? Like there's bad umpires out there. Joe West is one of them. But does anybody have any ire for CB Buckner, really? Like there's only one guy who I think is is more hated, I think, exactly. than, than Joe West. So we know who we're talking about, right? And yeah. another blown call by Hernandez. <laughs> and the same thing goes with those guys. You're same making it about themselves instead about, okay, I made a mistake. I'll fix that. I mean, we all saw the was it Jim Joyce Mea Culpa when he messed up Galarraga's perfect game. Yep. Everybody was like, yeah, you made a mistake, but you cul- you, you, you became culpable and you're very remorseful for it. That's all we want. Like, you're going to make mistakes. And Joe West has made plenty of mistakes 
in his career, but it's always about him. He's always right. He's always taking it to the other people. And then for a guy who's umpired the most games in the history of the game, he's only been to six World Series. That's just <laughs> that's just that's just poor. And like you said, some players like his calls because you could see today he's still got it. He can understand the strike zone for the most part. But then he'll miss that call versus Garrett Crochet. And, you know, other umpires will go up to a player the next day and say, hey, I uh, reviewed my my performance. And, yeah, that was a strike, brother. And say, how I missed that one. Joe will not do that. He will not be self-effacing. He will not be looking at his mistakes. He'll be like, man, I umpired the most games in the history of the of the game. I'm still on the top. You know, he he has that air about himself. And that's why I don't like about Joe West. Congratulations on your record, but it's not about you. I think some of the best umpires are the ones you don't hear about. Ted Barrett, does anybody have a real problem with Ted Barrett? I'm sure he's had people thrown out, and I've disagreed with them. But every time I see him, I'm like, a, umpired, a well-umpired game is going to be happening today. Uh, Doug, Doug Eddings, one of God's, exactly. one of God's great men <laughs> for his help in the 2005 ALCS. <laughs> I mean, and guess what? Joe, One of Joe's six uh, World Series was 2005. Um, he was on that crew. I forgot rest about in that. Peace, Eric Cooper, same thing. That's right. 56. Yeah. He was a good umpire. You know, these things, uh, you don't recognize these guys because they do their job correctly, and it's not about themselves. And Joe just inserts himself into the game way too much. Yeah, but it was still cool to, to see him out there get emotional. You could tell it meant a lot to him, and Lucas Giolito sort of, you know, tipping the cap when he took the bump out there and uh, you know it, it's funny because most guys as they as they age they get a little wisdom and they kind of mellow out a little bit but then it, it took me back and you're looking at Joe West clips to 2020 when he ejected Mike Rizzo from from the owner's box or from the yeah. GM's box in, exactly. in Washington like this stuff like that where it's like you know it's you know like you said just you know injecting yourself way too much um, but uh, he had a pretty decent game uh, uh, last night on the south side so uh, you don't get to see him behind the plate. Uh, at least we, you know, we didn't see him. I don't remember if we saw him at all last year in 2020. I don't recall. But uh, get get the Joe West show out, out of town here and uh, enjoy the rest of your life. You know, there's I'm sure there's plenty of great umpires. Um, you know that that can uh, step in there. Now Joe can retire. No one's going to ever beat that record. Uh, congratulations to him as history is made on the South Side. And and as always, remember. As Hawk Harrelson once said. That's the first rule in baseball. First two rules in baseball. For number one is catch the ball. Number two, don't mess with Joe West. We'll take a quick timeout and we'll preview tomorrow's show here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at BetOnline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Got a huge series with the Cardinals this week. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year, Joey Chestnut. Right now, the over-under set at 74 and a half hot dogs for Joey Chestnut. 
for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. All right, Herb. Sox sitting at 28 and 19, first place in the AL Central. Game and a half ahead of the Tribe, who are 26 and 20 after they won last night as well. You're looking at a pitching matchup. It's a 110 start on the south side. It's going to be a good one because Carlos Rodon's going. He's 5 and 1 with a 127 earned run average against John Gant, a right-handed pitcher, 3 and 3 with a 204 ERA. So uh, he's got a get a pretty good ERA for John Gant. So uh, it should be an interesting one and the Sox looking to sweep a, a pretty good team here. So we'll break that one down for you tomorrow. Uh, you know, we're going to be able to break that one down later in the evening, but we'll post the show on Thursday morning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thursday morning at midnight is when that one will be posted. So, I'm, you know, looking forward to that one. And uh, anytime Carlos Rodon is out there, man, it's it's a treat. After that outstanding outing in New York, he's become appointment television. And if uh, you're thinking about playing hooky, ditching work or school tomorrow, Carlos Rodon on the bump, uh, that, that sounds like a plan to me. Oh, yeah, it'll be a great game. It's probably the one of the last good weather days of the week because it's going to get real chilly on the weekend. So go out if you can and check out the White Sox and the Cardinals series to see the White Sox sweep the Cardinals, hopefully. Carlos Rodon, as you said, appointment television, or if you go to the game, appointment viewing right while you're in your seats. One of the best pitchers he doesn't qualify as yet to be um, you know, in the ERA uh, discussion, but... Is there been a better pitcher on the White Sox? And you could say Lance Lynn, but every time Lance Lynn goes out, I'm confident. But I feel a little bit better every time that Carlos Rodon goes out there because he's mixed a high 90s fastball with that back foot slider. It's back. And then he's got the other slider and the changeups working this year. He seems like, and you can give credit to him or Ethan Katz, but he seems just like a different pitcher with mentality and stuff out there. And I'm looking forward to just sneaking a peek. And I'm, you know, I'm be on the board when that game starts, but the, the second hour and the third hour, I'm going to be watching the hell out of that. And I'm expecting a great game from Carlos Rodon versus the Cardinals. They haven't really shown me anything in this series to fear them at all, especially any of their hitters. Like I was scared of Paul Goldschmidt and of course, Nolan Arenado, but not impressed as, as uh, far. All right, I got a couple of voicemails here. Should we check them out before we wrap up here? A couple of fun things. Um, Let's do it. We've got one uh, coming in from uh, New Jersey. I wonder who it is. Hey, guys. It's Brendan in Jersey City. Since we're celebrating Joe West tonight, I thought I'd remind you that Joe West is a cunt. Tree singer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, thank you. Uh, that's Brandon in Jersey City. We appreciate you. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of messages about Eaton's mustache uh, today. Let's check out this one from one of the ladies. Check it in. Finally. Hey, Chris and Tanny. I uh, love your show. My name is Laura from the South Loop. 
I'm just calling in because I was listening to today's broadcast and or the, today's uh, game, and I heard there was a lot of talk about Adam Eaton's mustache. So uh, you know, and who he looks like. I think actually he stole the look from Danny Mendick. I think he's trying to one up him um, as a creepy white guy mustache haver, and I don't like it. So I think it's very disrespectful of Adam Eaton to steal Danny Mendick's look, and um, he should really respect the game more. Uh, secondly, it got me thinking about what other White Sox players look like. Um, and, you know, I'm thinking that um, Andrew Vaughn really looks a lot like Bubbles from the Trailer Park Boys. Oh, um, if you just put glasses on him, you really get uh, that same look and you won't be able to tell him apart. Um, secondly, I think that Rick Hahn, um, you know, really looks like he came out of a Wallace and Gromit. Uh, um, movie, so, you know, I, I, I don't know where that comes from, but he just looks like he could have been one of those claymation guys. So, um, thanks. Have a great show. Bye. Man, Rick Hahn got you a straight shot here on the way out. <laughs> Good Lord, Laura. Iron everywhere. <laughs> I'd like to notice, yes, I did notice, it's Chris Antani. Uh, which yeah, one am I? Oh, uh, hang on. Hey, Chris and Tanny. Uh, <laughs> We're doing great here, uh, Laura. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> so you can be whichever one you like, Kerb. I, I won't right. fight you on that. Thank um, you. But yeah, that's a very, very well thought out point. The trailer. I'm not going to be able to see Andrew Vaughn without thinking about Trailer Park Boys guy from now on. Uh, good Lord, that, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, but thank you, Laura, for checking in. Uh, and that about does it for us today, Herb. We'll be back tomorrow uh, recapping, hopefully, what will be a three-game sweep of the Redbirds and Mike Schill's team. Bats on the bird. You got to respect it. Oh, God. I hate those people so much. Except for you, Lucas Smith. You're you're all right. You're the only Cardinals fan that I know that's all right. That's it. And Chris Ronji, too. He's ooh, like, ooh. I'm not a Cardinals fan. Can't say that. Chicago AL. Um, That's Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23. If you want to leave a voice message like Laura, 312-566-8727, 312-566-8727, or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com for emails, and go and subscribe at LockedOnSocks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I can't. I keep thinking about Brendan's message. How is it, Cunt? Tree, Tree singer? singer. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it's funny to us because we know Brendan. I mean, I mean, I know it's probably funny to you guys out there, but I thought he was actually doing it. I thought he was going there because, you know, that word is not uh, unfamiliar to a young Brendan. Hey, let's hear it again. Hey, guys, it's Brendan in Jersey City. Since we're celebrating Joe West tonight, I thought I'd remind you that Joe West is a cunt. Tree singer, <laughs> <Yeah>. idiot. <laughs> yes, and if you want to hear one of the most funny things I've ever heard in my life, especially radio bits, Brendan's Jim Beige. It's just a uh, you, you can't find it anywhere. So why are you telling people? No, it's on YouTube. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, it just si- look up for Jim Beige um, when he's doing the Aaron Rodgers wins a, ne- a Super Bowl uh, parody. <laughs> it's he did multiple ones, but that one's my favorite one. So yeah. Brendan's a genius. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Thank you for joining us on this two wins out of two edition of Locked on Socks. Okay.